Welcome to another episode of Systematic Geekology. This is a space where we seek to create and cultivate healthy conversations between those things we geek out on and the philosophical and theological questions that often arise out of our fandoms. Like, what does it mean to be human? What makes a hero? What makes a villain? How do the stories and narratives we geek out on shape how we live in the world? We are your priests to the geeks. We aren't all ordained, but we see ourselves as mediators at the intersection of geek culture and going deeper in our faith. We don't always have to agree, but we do respect each other. And we see everyone as a beloved child of God. Everyone geeks out on something, so come geek out with us and enjoy the show. You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. What makes someone or something a god? Or in the words of critical religious theorist and future pirate king Monkey D. Luffy, what good is a god who can't save his people? On this episode of Systematic Ecology, we are going to dig into these questions as we explore deity structures and religions in the world of One Piece. Now, this podcast is part of our 2024 annual themes of religion in our fandoms, where we take a look at the role and portrayal of religions in some of our favorite series. So we'd love for you to leave this podcast with more questions and answers and to continue to have these conversations with all of those fandoms that you love. And if you want to think more about this theme, we'll have a link in our comment section below. Uh, here with me this evening, uh, by way of introduction, are TJ and Elizabeth. And I am your host, uh, James. And uh, how we doing, y'all? How's how's life going for you? Pretty good. I've have baked about four hundred out of seven hundred cookies this week, so halfway there, a yeah. little over half. And I haven't had to work that much this week, so better okay, than so that. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Not many people, uh, Elizabeth, have a seven hundred cookie week. I mean, it's the week before Valentine's Day. You gotta show your love some sugar. This is true. I've been very Luffy-like in my attention towards Valentine's Day this year, which is not a good sign in my first year of marriage, uh, where I, I haven't even contemplated Valentine's Day. Have you made reservations yet? Um, you should go do that. You should do that. Well, Valentine's Day this year is on Ash Wednesday for us of the liturgical end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So we have a hot date to remember our mortality while we get our ash in church. Um, yeah, but as long as you don't eat meat on yeah. Friday, you're good. This is true. This is true. This is true. Um, no, I think we're going to do something. We'll figure you it out. Do you, you actually, go, you actually get work. the ashes on your forehead? I don't do all that. Yeah, we do that. Mm -hmm. yep. Wow. Take a selfie and send it to us. Okay. Yeah, we uh, need to do a systematic ecology liturgical calendar. Do it. Oh, man. So uh, what's uh, what's everyone been geeking out on lately? Anything uh, anything going on for you? I've been rewatching Psychopaths because uh, it's just a great anime to have. English dub is not too bad in the background while I'm baking all these cookies. So I'm enjoying that ride. Yeah, I do. I love the world of Psychopaths. It's so cool. It's like Minority Report 
um, but an anime if you haven't seen that movie. That's how I got my husband to watch it with me. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading uh, Freyrin Beyond Journey's End because like the anime is this season current. And instead of taking the time to watch it, I was like, I'll just read it. I'll catch up in the manga. And it's so good. It's fantastic. It really is. Nice. I haven't heard of this one. My wife has been on uh, a deep, deep dive of like the Throne of Glass novel series, Sarah J. Moss, all of those like that world. She's just been like so deep. This month, I decided to relive my childhood and play through the Jack and Dexter games. And it's been uh, a fun, fun ride. You could not make some of those jokes that they made in the early 2000s on those games today. No. Dexter would 1000% be canceled. Um, so uh, get to know what you're getting into. Um, if you're listening to us this far, we ask, uh, give us a rate and review if you like what you hear tonight. And uh, we thank, as always, um, our supporters who subscribe to our Patreon and who are along for the ride with us. I'm going to shout out um, Ethan Overcash tonight. I know Ethan is a, is a faithful listener and I actually had a, a work meeting today earlier with Ethan's wife, Cassie. So Ethan, if you're out there listening, uh, Cassie's great. And you know that already. <laughs> so um, we're going to turn towards our main topic here. So deity structures and religions in One Piece. This is one of those topics I feel like just because of the length of One Piece, we could probably do a whole series on this as well. So we'll probably leave here wanting to talk more. But um, this is part of our um, our annual theme this year. And so just thinking about the way religion is portrayed and talked about um, in some of our, our favorite series. For me, I like want to do a PhD dissertation on this topic uh, one day. Uh, I think religion has like sneakily been a part of One Piece all along, um, or at least at least since the Skypea arc. Um, mm-hmm. In particular, I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about that um, a little bit later. But you know, I'm a pastor. We're all uh, people of faith in in some way, shape, or form here at Systematic Ecology. So, you know, anytime I hear religion in a series, my ears like start to perk up, and I start to think about it a little bit more. So, I think. Uh, we no one knows the end of One Piece besides Oda and his assistants at this point, but I think uh, the series is poised to say something really impactful. I think about religion by the end of by by its end. So that's that's why I care about this and why I think um, we all should should perk up a little bit when we hear religion talked about um, in One Piece. Uh, if you don't know. Uh, the world of One Piece. It revolves around one Monkey D. Luffy, who is a um, a boy in his teenage years, late teenage years, who has the aspiration to become the king of the pirates and sets out on a journey to recruit uh, crewmates and, and travel across this world to reach um, the final island in the Grand Line and claim a treasure of uh, un surpassing uh worth called the one piece personally i don't know about y'all i'm hoping the one piece isn't just the journey i'm hoping there's something at the end but uh, i would be very upset if there is no one piece oda said said not yeah oda said there's gonna be something at the end he said there is treasure at at laugh yeah um there there has there had better be um so this this podcast this episode is probably going to get into some spoilers um i don't know 
Elizabeth and TJ, are y'all, where are y'all at in, in One Piece in the timeline? Are you caught up? I'm, I'm like caught up mostly to the anime, but I mean, I know all the spoilers. You know, all the spoilers. okay. So we're mm-hmm. definitely probably going to talk about, uh, Luffy and Luffy's mm-hmm. devil fruit and Luffy's final form or current final form this evening. You never know what's going to, what's going to be out there. So if, if you want to keep that to yourself, just beware. Um, so DJ Elizabeth, when you, when you think about religion in one piece, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What pops in your head? I first think of um, like that area where the Holy Land is, where all the descendants of like, I can't even remember how they're like the holy people, but they're literally riding slaves yeah. and whatnot and are like referred to themselves as gods. Yeah. Yeah. The heavenly dragons that Marajois. Yeah, that was it. Uh, recently, yeah. recently for me, and I don't know who knows this, but when the topic comes up, I'm thinking about Kuma. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's if you're current with the anime or not the anime excuse me with the manga right now um kuma definitely definitely comes to mind and even you know all along right since we were introduced to the character of kuma and thriller bark he showed up holding a bible yeah had a cross on it says you know i think it says the holy gospel or something like that on it and uh so you know, he he's a natural character. I think that comes to mind when you think about. Religion. Doesn't Mihawk also wear a cross, and like his sword is kind of like a cross? Yeah. yeah, Mihawk didn't come first to mind for me here, but like I think definitely, yeah. But when you said cross, I automatically sure. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think it, like name is Yoru. Yeah, when we think cross in One Piece, now I just I can't stop seeing uh, Zoro in the full body cast in Wano. Oh no, they're just carrying him around. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna mention Ace's white beard tattoo across his back, and I was gonna counter by saying, "Yeah, he's really holy." Um, but it's, it's always if only, too soon. if only Pang was making donuts instead of yeah. cookies. I could. Good. Um, so, what do we? Religion in One Piece. There isn't an obvious structure, right? So. There's not like one religious system. There are a ton of religious like allusions and references though, right? So the first thing we're probably introduced to in the series is the concept of uh, devil fruits, which is the power system, one of the power systems in One Piece, right? You consume these mythical fruits called devil fruits and you gain the power of a devil. However, you're cursed and can no longer swim, right? And so in a world that is majority composed of water and islands, this is this is a big problem. So you gain power, but you're forever cursed. So just by calling them devil fruits, you know, a concept which has been around since you saw Luffy stretch his rubber arms for the first time, mm-hmm. they but they still have not been explained fully what they actually are, if they are actually devils. Or, or what is going on there. Yeah, there's not a doubt in my mind that if someone came up with this idea today and it made it to Shonen Jump, there would be, like, we would have already seen what hell was like and the devils that these people are stealing their powers from by eating that fruit. Right, yeah. We, we've seen or heard of none of those things. And there, it gets complicated or, or you know, it gets, it gets even more interesting because there are certain devil fruits that are named after a god. So... The fleet, the former fleet admiral of the Marines, right? His he has a mythical devil fruit that transforms him into a giant gold 
Buddha. Yep. So, um, kind of but a, again, that might be the most on the nose, well, illusion uh, in One Piece is like, yep, Buddha, yeah. just straight up. Yep. It's, it, it's literally just Buddha. Yeah. Um, so, I think the 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 system that sort of pervades the world, even though it's not a religion per se, is this concept of the world nobles calling themselves gods, right? The celestial, the heavenly dragons. And these folks live at the top of a, of a continent called the Red Line, which encircles the globe. It's a thin strip and it, it's high mountains and they live up there and they come down and wear air bubbles because they're too good to breathe are normal air and they ride on slaves and they think they own everything and they call themselves gods. Yeah. So to the like, com- they're just descendants, right? Like that's the only thing that's special about them is their ancestry. So if anything, it, it would be more close to royalty. Sure. To yeah. Me. They're bas- Yeah. They're basically royalty. Like the story yeah. goes like eight, 900 years ago, it was 900 years ago, they fought some war against some, unnamed country and won that war and then crowned themselves as gods and these are now their descendants yeah Mm. i'm I'm becoming increasingly sure that they've like tried to exterminate the buccaneers in that war yeah Mm -hmm. which is one of we've talked about this character kuma kuma is of the buccaneer race which was a new a very new development that we even heard of that race that's not if you're in the anime this has not been announced yet yeah, that's crazy because you can at this point, I think we're going to end the series and everyone who just just shapes super weird. There's going to be a really good reason. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, oh, do, do we need an explanation? Retcon, you're a different race. No. Boom. You giant buccaneer. But the, the the question with the celestial dragons for me is it goes back to, to our opening question. Who or, or what makes someone or something a god? Right. Because these people have basically said we fought this war, we won, we are now going to call ourselves gods. Yeah, so I think what we get a lot in One Piece is power makes one divine. Yeah. And Anel shows that really well in Skypea. Good. Uh, and not even from Skypeans, because they hate the guy. But himself, uh, he sees himself as a god, because no one can touch him, except Luffy. Really just got unlucky there. <laughs> uh, like wildly unlucky, horribly unlucky. He could it's have made like it to the grand line. TJ. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there was a plot. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but uh and that's that's what we see with the heavenly dragons too, is they, they call themselves gods because they got power. And they were able to exert that power over others. And even it's interesting. I feel like we're really close to being able to talk about this way more in depth. I think so. This time next year, I think we will be able to talk about this way more in depth. Yeah. Yeah. But we see like Nika. Mm-hmm. And the Buddha, which has not been explained. Uh, it's been like 700 chapters. We still don't really have like a good, clear explanation of that. Did Buddha exist in One Piece? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But as far so as we why know... Why is he a devil? Like, why is he attached to a devil fruit? Yeah, why is it a devil fruit? Right. Was that a mistranslation in-universe? Uh, but uh, Nika, as far as we know, is just a really strong dude. Yeah. So we're jumping ahead to talk about Luffy here. Luffy's devil fruit is revealed we think that. spoiler alert everyone spoiler alert, turn your turn your uh attention away if you don't want to be spoiled for luffy here but luffy's fruit the whole series is known as the gum gum fruit luffy still thinks of it as the gum gum fruit this revelation has been made to us the readers but not yet to luffy he is not thought to ask the question of why can i transform now 
I couldn't do that before. Um, Luffy's fruit is now known as the Nika Nika no Mi mythical model Nika Nika no Mi. So the the Nika fruits. So Luffy can transform into this mythical divine figure called Nika. And there's all sorts of. So for me, when I when Oda makes a religious illusion in one piece he usually does the the backstory so we could talk about how zoro is a based on ashura which is a religious figure in in the hinduism uh, uh religion uh the the title nika struck me because it's an ancient liturgical title for jesus um so on liturgical pyramids in churches um uh, I sometimes have seen the word Nika and it comes, it's a, uh, it's actually, I'll share my screen here. Just a, a quick um, uh, Google search here. Uh, it's a, I guess we're, we're not sharing screens this recording. Sorry. Uh, tune in to the, when we do this on YouTube, but Nika uh, is a abbreviation in Greek for Jesus Christ conquers N I K A. So this is an ancient Ooh. sort of, title that Christians have have thought about for for Jesus. So even some in in the figure of Luffy having this devil fruit, some Christian illusions are going on and uh, folks have have connected the idea of Joy Boy as well. Um, another name for Luffy's fruit, uh, the person who had it last was Joy Boy to a figure in the West African sort of religious pantheon who was brought over um, by slaves into the, the Caribbean. And so this figure of Joy Boy has been known in some sort of um, Creole religions in the Caribbean as well. So interesting because when Luth, when Oda does his research into pirates and piracy, you know, he names characters after actual real life pirates all the time. Blackbeard being the example, right? He he does deep dives, and so I mm-hmm. think all of this is probably somehow connected. Yeah, shout out X Drake. Uh, that's my that's my great granddad. For real? Yeah. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah, you made it into One Piece, and as a dinosaur, even cooler. Yeah, pretty sweet. Did those jeans pass down to you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna. I can't show you, obviously. Too bad. Do we? Do we know what's going on with X Drake? Did he? Did he make it out of Wano? We. We. Uh, I, I think it's unclear. We haven't seen him since. It's unclear, but no one actually dies in One Piece, so. Yeah, he, he's, he's probably, probably alive, like being tortured by sword or something. He's probably dead. Unless you're Ace, though. Ace died. Yeah, Ace died. His whole fruit got re, re yeah. distributed and everything. Yeah, rest in peace. We've we've had a just enough deaths to learn that devil fruits kind of just reappear somewhere else. Yeah, where their user dies. Right, uh-huh. almost like reincarnation. Who? This what actually, we're talking about. <laughs> this actually uh, leads me into my uh, my next topic that I wanted to bring up: um, the the infamous will of D in One Piece. So. Luffy, the main character's name is Monkey D. Luffy. And we encounter these characters all over One Piece that share this middle initial of D. It's not been explained fully. There's been some hints. There's been some characters who have alluded that they know what it means. Uh, But one quote from a character that comes up in the Dress Rosa arc, Don Quixote Rocinante, explains it to a character... Trafalgar Law, who has the D in his name. The quote is this. In certain places, the clan of D have been called by another name. 
God's arch enemy and some other translations, the natural enemy of God. So we have most of our main protagonist poised to be the natural enemy of God. Yeah. But Luffy has a mythical God type devil fruit. What do we do with this sort of juxtaposition? Uh, I think there's a lot going on there. Not only is it a devil fruit that bestows godly power, he is sure. a pirate who doesn't do pirate things. Sure. He is the enemy of God as, you know, the Gorosei see it because they think they are God. And it, it's just layer after layer of uh, this isn't what it's supposed to be. And, oh, that kid has the will of D. We should really kill him. So uh, as as natural enemy of God, I think they're they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be. But I think the Heavenly Dragons wrote that description. Oh, for sure. Right. Again, going back to what you brought up, the Heavenly Dragons make themselves gods based on their power, right? Mm -hmm. They want to do whatever they can to reinforce their power, which means like putting a big target on their enemies back and keeping other people down, you know, no matter what. And that's certainly how they have operated in the world of One Piece. I think we have another podcast coming up next month on the world government sort of separately. So I don't want to dive in there too much, but definitely a lot to be done. I think that's going to be one of the primarily political episodes is on One Piece and the world government. Yep. That is going to be interesting because you know what? I'll wait. Did you know Systematic Ecology has a YouTube channel? Now you do. And while you're there, you can see exclusive stuff like our comic book catch-up series, Manga Mustard, Drinks with Tejas, the companion series to our annual theme. You can go Friday Night Frights with me where I go through cryptozoology, ufology, and more. You can also go to see Spidey Swing Buys where I'm doing every chronological appearance by release of Spider-Man from Amazing Fantasy 15 all the way to the modern age. You can also find exclusive shorts on YouTube there, uh, as well as other bonuses for extra episodes that we do that don't end up on the podcast proper. So I want to see you over there on YouTube. So I'm guessing since they refer to themselves as God and then because you don't you don't really ever hear you hear devil fruits, but no one is really like referred to as almost like a satanic figure that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. Which one? I think the like, most not like satanic. a true satanic. Yeah, I think the most satanic figure we've seen so far actually goes by Saint. So, yeah, the irony in One Piece is uh, just so thick. There's so many layers of it. So yeah, because you don't have angel fruit. It's a devil fruit. Was an angel fruit. Imagine you is it just angel fruits now? That would be so cute. Get little wings. One Piece becomes a magical girl series. Oh my gosh! Wow. Spin off. Plot twist. <laughs> Two pieces Plot of magical twist. girl series. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. The we've only seen one of the Gora say the five elder stars who are sort of sit at the pinnacle of the world and and rule from the shadows, the world government. Uh we've only seen one of their devil fruits it's in the most recent or current arc of One Piece, but it is truly terrifying to behold. I don't think it's been named yet but it certainly looks like you know we've we've called these powers and these fruits devil fruits the whole series and none of not many of them have actually been what you would think of when you would think of a devil this guy when he transformed like oh yeah this guy is literally just crawled out of hell yeah no thanks I th- absolutely I, I, not. I, th- I think this and like the uh the jacket jacket fruit those are the two most demonic ones so far oh no the jacket jacket fruit that is that is clearly ungodly that should not exist. You should not be able to unzip yourself and wear 
someone else. Absolutely that's, not. That's not it's just the human centipede. What are you talking about? Real life. Whoa. Now, Real life. Now, now we are in hell. Um, <laughs> but I would. So what do you what do you think St. Saturn's devil fruit is going to be? Yeah, there there's been some speculation that there's like these four like demonic figures in Japanese religion in Shinto. And they're each based off of, of one of those. Mm. But that's not been confirmed. Because they all also have, like, the Gorse have all been named now. And they all have the names of Roman gods. Like, so Saturn is the Roman god of something or another. I can't remember. Yeah. See, I, I was kind of thinking they're, he's going to be, like, a Nazi or something. Just because oh. he he's a big spider. He is a big spider. You're right. He's Actually, you know... I'm mistaken. I got my wires crossed. Now there's there's a theory that the mythical devil fruits, like Kaido's dragon devil fruit, are based on different Japanese mm. sort of guardian spirits or deities. That makes sense. But uh, there is, me. and I only remember this because of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. So tread lightly. Oh, yeah. But uh, there's a giant mythical Japanese spider named Suchigumo, and I'm That's not sure what his myth pertains to, but I know it exists. Right. And I, it's probably what Saint Saturn is. If I just had to guess. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it, what Oda does with religion throughout this series is he, I think, is is trying to juxtapose things or concepts in a way that like gets us to think deeper about it. You know, sometimes you you'll read manga or watch anime and think, oh, this is a cartoon. Like we're not thinking, we're not thinking too deep or seriously here. But actually, I think Oda really is. I mean, think about it. This, this is his life's work. He's been writing a series for. 25 years plus now. And I think for sure there is some commentary here, which is why I sort of wanted to begin with that quote um, from Luffy at the beginning. Um, what good is a God if he can't save his people? Um, sorry, Luffy, Luffy gendered God there for everyone, but he did. And he says that quote to Enel. Enel is the main protagonist of the Skypea arc. He is also a person who, based on his power, has dubbed himself the Kami or the God. Um, and in in the Sky Islands, their sort of leader is known as, as Kami or God. But the one he disposed to get there, Gon Fell, was you know someone who cared for his people and didn't rule based on mm. power. And so Luffy knocks this guy out of the sky, literally uh, rings his bell, and... Uh, says this quote as he's sort of like landing one of the final blows. Yep. And then Anel, of course, doesn't die. He just goes and becomes the king of the moon. Well, yeah. He's up there with the moon moon people. This is true. Which are Tantata, which is interesting, but not the topic. But why are there Tantata on the moon? No one knows. Who knows? Oda just threw that in there. No one knows. Yeah, no one knows. Um, sort of that conversation that he has just leads me to wonder this question, which is a quite like, I think we, we, people tend to go along with their systems of faith and, and don't not always think too much about them. But the question of like, why do we even have religion? Like, what is the good of religion? What does religion do for us as humans and for our world and for our civilizations? You know, as, as we know, uh, religion has been used to do like great good in our world. I think we've all experienced that in our lives. But also, we've probably, in our own ways of experience, religion can be used to do some really awful, terrible things as well. And religion can be used to serve power. For me, that is sort of the whole, one of the whole things that Jesus came to 
critique and turn on its head, right? That's why Jesus uses the kingdom of God sort of imagery. This kingdom is going to be, the reign of God is going to be different than, you know, the kingdom of the world or the kingdoms that you experience in the world. So. Yeah. It feels almost like Oda is trying to make a point about religion because he has kept it so vague and so out of the way of world affairs. So we're either getting, you know, the world religion strictly from Luthi's perspective or they're really just not doing much. I, th- I think Kuma recently is actually the only positive thing we've seen the religion in One Piece do. Sure, yeah. Kuma, the the gospel according to Kuma, right? Kuma carrying the Bible with him yeah. from the first moments we see him to now. Even in the most recent chapter, um, so this is a big spoiler, but there's this panel in the manga where Kuma is now on Egghead Island and there's this sort of epith- like epiphany moment where Kuma sees Luffy in Gear 5 and recognizes this person that we've been passing down the story for, that we've been waiting for for hundreds of years, is now finally here. Right. And he is going right. to come to bring joy and liberation to everyone. Right. And I, I really wish he would just give us a couple chapters explaining what Kuma's church actually is. Like, is it just about Nika? Yeah, because he was a pastor. He was known as a pastor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it just about Nika? As and the world government just lets it exist because they think they can't do anything. How, um, like, if I'm just thinking, like, if Nika kind of refers to what you were saying with Jesus, and it's been silent for so many years, how from Old Testament to New Testament, God was silenced for 400 years until, yeah, um, the thing. So, interesting parallel. Mm. That's you could go even deeper there because, like, when Jesus showed up on the scene, like this Messiah type figure, like Joy Boy mm-hmm. is. For, Kuma and the Buccaneers and this religion sort of a messiah type figure that they've been waiting for but when Jesus showed up on the scene right he like uh turned all of these messianic expectations upside down like he came in riding a donkey and not a war horse and like in in a similar vein like Luffy the joy boy figure is like super powerful right and but also fun and playful and not interested in power for power's sake right so no matter where luffy goes he brings like freedom typically in his wake like he's gonna come and like set things right for you but he's not gonna set it right because he wants to get something but just because you're his friend yeah and now knowing now that nika is you know jesus christ conquers all or conquers rome specifically whatever you said uh which is but uh, that makes a lot of sense because that's what Luffy's goal is, really. He's he's trying to conquer the world government because they're mistreating the world. Sure, yeah. But he's he's not going about it like systematically, though. He's not like, you know, he's just trying to get to the end of the Grand Line and claim the treasure. He's trying to, like, I think Luffy is really trying to, like, live life to the fullest. Like, it's all about freedom and adventure for him. He wants to be free of everything. One of my One of my favorite scenes in one piece is when they're on fishman island and like luffy and zoro are arguing about like not wanting to be a hero because then they have to share their food and drink with everyone else like they want to <laughs> they want to live life to the fullest for themselves and just in so doing like that seems wherever they go to make life better for everyone else. yep and worse for the world government sure which right. I, I feel like if they would just leave him alone he would be out of their hair in no time he would he would get to laugh tail and then probably right. do nothing why are you trying to ruin this for everyone else, world government? No. But sometimes, I mean, it's good to compare religion with that too, right? The the more um, sort of extremist, like, 
factions of religion, whether that's Christianity or any other religion, I think has those like sectors where extremism comes in and they want to control the narrative and they want to control the power and all of that sort of stuff as well, you know, end up causing a lot of hurt. And they're willing to go to ends that like, you know, sometimes I look at Christian extremists, right? Without getting too political, we'll save that for a primarily political podcast. Mm-hmm. But I look at, at Christians who could be considered extremists by some, and, and I read the gospel alongside some of what I see. And I see this both on the political left and the political right wings of Christianity, by the way. And I'm just like, but I thought this was supposed to be about loving people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, and it makes me sad. And uh, there's, there's an, for, for Luffy being Joy Boy, being Nika, the sun god, uh, we haven't even said that he's just, he's the sun god specifically, bringing light, yeah. right, to people. Um, there's sort of an effortlessness about it. Like it's not necessarily the way I interpret Luffy is there's not necessarily a mission for Luffy to do it. He just does it. Yeah. Like it's just automatic and spontaneous. Hmm. And it just, it makes sense. Son, God, Nika, Jesus, son of God. How many crew members does he have right now? Let's count. Is it 12? Oh, Is it man. 12? <laughs> if, it's, if it's 12 by the end, I'm going to lose my absolute. TJ, count. Oh, it's so 10 technically, right it's 10. Technically, it's a couple thousand. Oh. Okay, technically, technically. Well, I mean, but think about it. Jesus ended up having many yeah, followers. Disciples, so. cr- like personal crewmates? Yeah, personal crewmate. Uh, yeah, right now there are eleven of them, so he has ten. Oh, but Luffy's the eleventh, right? Yeah, yeah Luffy's okay. the eleventh, right? Because it's so we'll, we'll, Luffy, we'll Zoro, wait. Robin, Sanji, Jimbe, uh, Frankie, Chopper, uh, Brooke. Yeah, no, uh, there's there's ten. Luffy's the tenth, but 10, yeah. technically, if we want to count Vivi, no, I don't count Vivi. Yeah, who is. Soon, also though. revealed, by the way, in the series to have the initial of D in her name. Spoiler mm-hmm. there. As you should. But, but yeah, I count the people like on the ship who's like doing life with them. Yeah. So, so nine I think. Yeah. We thought the thing is though, like I, a lot of people think that's gonna be like the Zodiac kind of thing. Um, and they're yeah. only going to be twelve of them. Right. So we'll see. But like this is so we we focus a lot of our conversation on on Christianity here, which is I think where we're we're all coming from personally. But like the like Buddhism and Hinduism allusions in One Piece are also very strong. I'm not as equipped to talk about those traditions, right? Uh, for sure. But um, I mean, they did the whole like offering prayers after someone died. So, but they never say like who they're offering prayers to. But that's yeah. a very mm-hmm. you know. Like you're almost like praying for their soul, like to go on. That's a very right. like Japanese thing to do. For sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in in One Piece, there is some sort of notion of an afterlife, right? Because Big Mom has the soul fruit and can like rip people's souls out and bestow souls onto other things and bring them to life. Uh, we have zombies in the series, you know, there there's a lot, there's a lot to, to dig into here. Yeah. But I think just bringing us back to the question of, of what good is religion or what good's a God if, if God can't save his people, right? Like the good of religion is not for any one person to hold all to their own, right? Like religion, I think, I think one of the critiques one piece wants to make that Oda wants to make in one piece is that religion shouldn't be about power, but religion should be about like bringing life and freedom to everyone. And when we're, when religion doesn't do that, it's probably sick. 
like in some ways, like it's, it's probably ill in yeah. some ways, which I think all like religious reformers, this is a very general blanket statement, but all religious reformers um, sort of bring that same message of sometimes when we don't check ourselves, like power you wreck can yourselves. Sorry. Yeah. You wreck yourselves. Yeah. Power can corrupt religion. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so Luffy is Martin Luther. No. But, but have you seen that TikTok with the I little girl? With the little girl's like, what you learn about in school today? She's like, Martin Luther King. It's like, and what did he do? And the little girl's like, he died for our sins. <laughs> have y'all seen that's that TikTok? That's hilarious TikTok. That had I'll send it to you. I'm glad. I'm gonna go live about that. I played oh. it for all my classes um for MLK Day. I was like, all right, guys, here you go. <laughs> oh no. So but um, one thing, but it I mean, was she talking about Luffy? That was my question, that little girl? No. Jokes. I would like to think. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Um, any any final thoughts we want to say about religion and, and One Piece before we end our time together this evening? No, because since we've obviously see like there's so many nations in One Piece that's represented like island per island and it kind of just represents so many cultures and we've talked about this in like previous episodes so I enjoy the fact that there's not one religion or anything made up because it like no one's gonna not no one's gonna believe what you believe but like it just it gives to the more whimsical of the adventure and meeting new people of yeah. One Piece like if they just had this one like deity or one god or one like culty thing, I think that would have been it would just kind of make the storyline less fun whenever religion is brought in. I mean, think about it. There's not really that many good Christian shows. Did you know in the Chosen season four, Jesus comes back? Spoiler. <laughs> well, I read my Bible, so I hope none of Chosen is really a spoiler for me. Spoiler. Did you already watch it? No, I haven't watched them. I just read Take, my Bible. Okay. I've heard people love them. <laughs> I was like, well, I know it in theaters. I was like, dang, you already went to theaters and watched season four? Committed. No. Now, as someone who has watched season one through three of Chosen, I feel like it's very well done. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard incredible things. Yeah. But I'm not I just saw the ad for season four and I was like, well, I know what happens. <laughs> right. Spoiler. Man, it'd be so funny if it just got big on Twitter for no reason. You just start spoiling people what the Bible says. I'm not going to lie. I feel it disturbing that I am physically attracted to Jesus and Chosen. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Does not make you feel good. The Bible says he wasn't good to look at or whatever. He should be four foot six and ugly. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's what the Bible says. That is what the Bible says. This Chosen is Thomas Aquinas endorsed poison. Ooh, Thomas Aquinas endorsed poison. Yikes. Well, we've just uh, offended all our Catholic friends out there. So, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. I said on my sorry. show too. Sorry, y'all. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, so we're gonna uh, head towards um, wrapping up, but we do have an extra question that we're gonna stay on for the end. So, if you haven't subscribed uh, to our Patreon and you're curious to know if our uh, if our host tonight could have any of the God Devil Fruits and why, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon and learn the answer to that burning question. So as we head out tonight, um, what are what are some other recommendations? Do you have any any other things you all want to recommend or commend to our listeners this evening? Uh, I really do recommend getting uh, checking out Freyrin Beyond Journey's End. It's super interesting about like 
basically what the end of a D, like after a D&D campaign would be like because you know in, in D&D you've got a couple of people who are just human and they're going to die in like 70 years but me personally Same. I've had three Same. characters who are actually immortal and will just live forever unless they get killed and it that shows kind of what the opposite like. of living forever is dying well yeah but immortal is not invulnerable come on grow up uh, oh gosh, so Freyron kind of shows what that's like because she's a party of heroes save the world she's an elf everyone else is I love elves. human or dwarf so she's here after everyone else and just now finding out what they went through like the emotions they were feeling on their journey because she starts another one um i wonder like do elves do they have therapy you definitely think? not like what no. kind of proper thing do you have to do to live forever anyways something they just about. ball they just think it out for a couple hundred years that's nothing to them self-processing yeah, they're like, I was like, this is just about a vapor in my lifespan. It's fine. It will be over soon. <laughs> this perspective. Elves have different perspective. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. I have recently watched, uh, they did an anime adaptation of the work that Etra Oda, creator of One Piece, did before One Piece. It's on Netflix. It's called Monsters. And it covers the story of a, a legendary figure in the One Piece world. So it's connected to the One Piece world. And it's just one episode of 25 minutes. And the animation is great. And it's just a fun little story. And if you have 25 minutes to spare, I would commend that to you, especially if you're into to One Piece. Um, so thanks, y'all, for uh, sticking out. Uh, with us as we have pondered religion and one piece tonight please uh give us a rate or a review on your listening streaming service of choice and uh ethan if you are listening out there and you've made it through the end of this episode we appreciate you and your support of systematic geekology so uh, y'all stay tuned for more uh more religion themed uh podcast as the year goes on and always remember that we are all a chosen people a geekdom of priests Do you love systematic ecology as much as I do? Of course you do. So why don't you hop on over to the systematic ecology shop and get yourself some merch. We have clothing like hats, extra soft t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies. We even have glassware and mugs. One of my favorite coffee mugs that I use every morning is a coffee mug that has on it, share the faith, share the geek. Yeah, I geek my I get my geek on first thing every morning thinking of systematic ecology and I know you need to hop over there and uh, get you some merch, represent us out in the wild, out in the public and let people know that you too like to share the faith and share the geek. Be sure to check out other Anazal Ministry podcast Amp Network shows. You can see the whole network in a single feed if you're on Spotify or you could go to Apple Podcasts and find the Anazal Ministries Network podcast the AMP Network Network. Yeah, there's just a network on Apple. You can follow the whole thing. You'll get shows like The Homily, where Pastor Will goes through his homily messages. It's literally just Pastor Will sermons, guys. It's great. You also get access to The Whole Church Podcast, where TJ and myself interview leaders from across different denominations and backgrounds to work towards a more full church unity. You can see My Seminary Life, where Brandon Knight discusses his experiences at seminary and then discusses seminary topics. 
so anyone can have access to knowledge available to seminary students. You also can see Let Nothing Move You over there, where Christian Ashley goes through the Bible in a Bible study type fashion and explains the whole biblical narrative. I also have a show on there, The Dummy for Theology, where we discuss various theological topics in an attempt to show every side of the discussions, leaving you with more questions than answers. There's also The Bible After Hours, where the foul-mouthed preacher goes through the Bible from a more progressive view to challenge the status quo of the modern church. Finally, you can hear The Clydes, where Taylor and Elizabeth Clyde go through weekly discussions in a devotional conversational style method to help us all get closer to one another and to God.